Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Whether you're a casual gambler or perhaps a gambling degenerate like myself, you know, if they're playing, you're betting on it. This is a show for you. It's called Cook Your Bookie with Julio Sanchez producing I Am the Sports Machine, Sean Levine. So the Chiefs are on a little bit of a roll. They got the Denver Broncos, and it feels like all is right in the world. Finally, after a shaky start, after a few weeks there, where people were talking about this team is done, saying this team wasn't going to make the playoffs, saying this team had no chance to win the Super Bowl. I heard people say they shouldn't be the favorite to win the division. Well, here we are with six games left in the season, and it kind of feels like everything the Chiefs set out for at the beginning of the year is still there on paper. And if you're a gambler, funny enough, a lot of the stuff's still there. We'll talk about the long-term numbers as far as the Chiefs' chances now, according to Las Vegas, to win the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes updated MVP odds. But let's go ahead and start with the game that has been shifted from Sunday afternoon to Sunday night football, the Chiefs come out the gate as a nine-and-a-half-point favorite in this contest. So I've actually seen it go up to as high as ten-and-a-half. It opened at nine. So this one's been bouncing around just a little bit. If you look at these two teams, they've won a combined seven games in a row, or I should say they've won seven out of eight games combined. Of course, the Chiefs have won four games in a row on their own. You can certainly look at the Chiefs, using hindsight and say how many wins over that four-game stretch have been what you would call against good teams. You can look back and break it down and say, yeah, well, the Packers didn't have a quarterback and the Giants stink and the game was an arrowhead. And even that game versus Dallas that was not real convincing on the offensive side, what does that tell you about this Broncos team that don't look now? This is one of the better teams the Chiefs have faced Over the last month, month and a half, the Broncos, like I said, have won two out of their last three games. I'm a little bit surprised that the line got out the gates as big as it did. Most of the time when you're talking about a division opponent, 
when you're talking about two teams that are on winning streaks, and when you're talking about two teams in the standings, that let's just call it what it is. There's not a whole lot of separation. Right now, here are the odds, according to Las Vegas, for the Chiefs to win the division. Minus 225. If you don't know how that works, that means you have to put down 225 bucks just to win 100. You put down 225, the Chiefs win the division. You go to the window, we'll give you $325. It's a relatively safe bet. But damn it, it should be. Because this team's won the division, count with me, not just last year, but the year before that, and the year before that, and the year before that, and the year before that. It's been five years in a row. According to Vegas, still the Chargers that have the second best odds to win the division, the plus 350. They do have Justin Herbert. They do have a lot of talent. But they also only have a 6-5 and five record. Oh, did I say a 6-5 and five record? Same thing with the Denver Broncos, who are plus 800 to win the AFC West. You have to imagine if somehow Denver can come in and the Broncos upset the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football at Arrowhead on national TV, I think the national perception of the Broncos is going to completely change that they're not an elite AFC team, but they're amongst the AFC teams that has a chance to make the playoffs, maybe even to win a game in the postseason. Oh, and by the way, if they win that game from the Denver side of things, they'll be at the top of the AFC West. Which is why plus 800, if you're a Broncos fan, and a lot of it comes down to what happens in this game. Because, again, from the Broncos' perspective, let's say they can knock it. Let's say they they can take care of the Chiefs on Sunday night, somehow pull off the big upset. Well, then all of a sudden, both teams in the standings, you're talking about the same record for having a game in hand, and then you're only talking about five games left in the season. So Denver at plus 800 is a little enticing, and then – Back to that 6-5 and five record, that's what the Raiders are also. Their odds are plus 1,200 right now to win the division. So, again, the Chiefs plus, minus, I should say, 225 to win the AFC West. The Chargers are plus 350. Denver's plus 800. And the Chargers are coming in at plus 1,200. Now, as far as the Super Bowl odds go, the Chiefs at one point had four AFC teams alone. They were favored to win the Super Bowl just a month ago ahead of them. Teams like the Tennessee Titans, teams like the Buffalo Bills. Well, all of a sudden, if you look up, it looks a lot like it did at the beginning of the year as far as the Super Bowl odds. At the very beginning of the year, as you probably would imagine, the odds to win the Super Bowl was the same team that did last year, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Their odds were about 5.5 to 1. The second best odds was the team that lost the Super Bowl. That was the Kansas City Chiefs. Their odds were about six to one. Well, they've shifted as the season's gone along, as you can imagine. At one point, this team became the favorite. At another point, this team was the favorite. Well, right now, with half a dozen games left, it's the same teams it was at the beginning of the year. No surprise for Tampa Bay, eight and three. They're off to a good start defending their Super Bowl title. As far as the Chiefs go, it feels like the public has always been convinced. It feels like Las Vegas has always been convinced. Maybe locally here, and I'm including myself in this bunch, I don't think anybody jumped off the Chiefs bandwagon, but I think there was a little bit of things have been as near perfect as they could have possibly been the last couple of years, and it just doesn't feel right this season. I haven't heard any of that talk for the last month or so. Here's your official Super Bowl odds. The Chiefs, 6-1. to Like I told you, Tampa Bay. The favorite, five to one. Green Bay, seven to one. Buffalo, eight to one. Arizona, nine to one. And the New England Patriots, 
11 to 1. Let's spend a minute talking about the Patriots because they have a huge game coming up this weekend against the Buffalo Bills. At the beginning of the year, I think that almost all football fans thought that Buffalo was either the best team in the AFC or the second best team in the AFC. And I think that most people would say they're the second best team in the AFC that were ascending, that still had some room for growth, that hadn't yet gone to the Super Bowl with Josh Allen, and this was their time. The odds in Vegas told you as much. A lot of the writers and the talking heads were talking about Buffalo in the offseason. If Buffalo loses this football game and they fall a full two games behind the Patriots in the AFC East, then I don't think Buffalo is going to win the division. And if Buffalo doesn't win the division, the way it works now, is that they're not going to be able to have a home playoff game unless there's some crazy set of circumstances in the later rounds. If Buffalo has to go on the road in the playoffs, they're done. Look at the history of Josh Allen at home versus on the road. He likes that cold weather. He likes that loud crowd. He likes that Bills Mafia breaking the tables and sporting the catch-up wire where they do that on each other. If he doesn't have that, they're done. So we've got to the point in the season where even though there's a handful of games left, there are certain teams like Buffalo, this game versus New England, that if Buffalo loses, I believe their season, as far as their Super Bowl chances go, is over. Now you can say a lot of that same stuff about Kansas City. This game alone. And quite frankly, the next three games. So they've got back-to-back-to-back games against division opponents. To me, that spells disaster for Denver. I understand that on paper, these two teams are similar. If we did an old check-the-boxes, you could say, yeah, well, Denver has the better defense, and Denver has the better pass rush, and they certainly do. But I think the problem with a team like the Denver Broncos is, one, their quarterback with Teddy Bridgewater, and we don't even need to get into a Drew Locke conversation because when I hosted for Bank a couple of nights ago, I think that this might not just be the end of Drew Locke in Denver. I think this might be the end of Drew Locke in the NFL. Perhaps he could latch on as a bad team's backup or one of those teams that would keep around three quarterbacks, but it just feels like if you watched the Broncos game last week where Bridgewater got injured, and it was a relatively serious injury, at least one of the type of injuries that you would keep a guy out for a series, they put in Drew Locke. They had him run the ball a couple of times. They had no faith in him throwing, and once he finally did, he threw an interception. And yeah, so it's just it's zero inter- zero touchdowns this year to two interceptions. His career, 23 touchdowns, 21 interceptions. And now we've gotten a... I think a fair sample size of Drew Locke. So I think the problem with Denver is going to remain the quarterback situation. Of course, the fact that they're on the road taking on the Chiefs, who have now won one, two, three, four games in a row. Don't forget, at the end of the show, it's not four, but it's five Levine blocks, the games that I feel best about. A lot of these are the college football games. you got that Oklahoma State and Baylor. Oklahoma State, I think, has a chance if everything breaks to end up one of those final four teams. And if they end up one of those final four teams, anybody that's watched Cowboys football knows this year that defensively, they are tough. We'll talk about that as the show rolls on. We'll also get into some bet it or forget it coming up at about 8.30, but we're going to take a quick break. And then on the other side, the updated power rankings. The Chiefs, at one point, were all the way down to 14 in the power rankings. Of course, there's only 10 of them. Are the Chiefs in the top five? I'll tell you next right here with Julio Sanchez. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine, and it's Cook on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Cook Your Bookie with Sean Levine. Thursday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio.
on the beam, taking you up until 9 o'clock right here on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and all over the world being heard on the Odyssey app. It's an okay game. It's an okay weekend of NFL games. You know, I've seen better. There's a few, uh, few stinkers in there. A few games where I think we know the outcome. For example, Tampa Bay plays Atlanta. I'm pretty sure Tampa's going to win that game. Um, how about uh, a couple of good ones in there? Chargers, Bengals, that's nice. A lot of implications on the line for that one. Rams, Jags, you know what's going to happen in that one? Jags going to end up smashing them because they're a 13-point underdog. The Rams have been the most up-and-down team so far this year. Like, when they look good, they look great. But when they look bad, they look awful. With that, Julio, fire me up some music. And let's start right there at number 10 in this week's power rankings. The aforementioned Los Angeles Rams. They're now 7-4. and four. Again, when they look good, they look right. And they look like Matthew Stafford to be the MVP of the league. But man, when they look bad, they look like Jared Goff still their quarterback, right? This week they take on the Jacksonville Jaguars in Los Angeles. 13-point favorite are the Rams. At number nine in this week's power rankings, the Tennessee Titans. Now, the Titans are a weird, weird bunch because I think everybody would agree that we've seen the best Tennessee Titans so far this year. But also, the facts tell us that they are 84, right? They still have as many wins as the team with the most wins, eight, Baltimore, in the AFC. So, you can't talk too much smack. Tennessee on a five this week. And they could definitely use it. Coming in at number eight, the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals, number one, their first four was the three games this year. Four, mate, got out the gate. Super hot. Had a little bit of a skid. Now they're seven and four. And I think Cincinnati's going to be one of those teams that if they get in, watch out. They're a little bit young, perhaps. But Cincinnati can go get in the playoffs in that division that is awful difficult. I mean, at this point, the Browns and the Steelers, the Ravens are probably going to end up winning that division, but man, it's really anybody still at this point. Cincinnati at home, a three-point favorite against the Chargers coming up Sunday. At Coming in at number seven on this week's power rankings, and maybe the most disappointing team in the entire NFL, just based on their expectations. Nothing wrong with the 7-4 record, unless you're the Buffalo Bills and you were supposed to lose four games all year. Now, maybe they will. Maybe they'll win out. I don't think so. That would mean they'd win their next six games, and this one is going to be a doozy Coming up this weekend, Buffalo. And I think that if you think about the Buffalo Bills, and I was saying how disappointing they are, it kind of feels like Buffalo is one of those teams where could they eventually go and win the Super Bowl? Yeah. Could they also miss the playoffs altogether? Yeah. They play on Monday Night Football against the New England Patriots. They're a two-and-a-half-point favorite. It's a very low over-under because the Patriots' defense is as good as Bill Belichick's had only 42 and a half. And if they lose this game and fall to seven and five and fall two games back in the division, and then they're looking up at teams like, well, they'd probably be caught at that point with a team like the Indianapolis Colts, and they kind of fall into that group of teams, then it's dangerous. The Cleveland Browns kind of family, that's not where you want to be. Looking up at teams like that. Buffalo seven and four. I got them at number seven right now. If they win, they're in the top five. If they lose, they're out of the top ten. Big game for the Buffalo Bills. Coming in at number six, the Baltimore Ravens. Now, Baltimore, like I said, best record in the AFC. 
at eight and four. Still very flawed. For a team that's considered quote unquote the best, it's not a usual the best. Last couple of years, if you think about the Chiefs at this point when they were starting to run away with it, everybody knew they were the best. Everybody would agree with it. This year, I think if you ask 10 different people who's going to win, who's going to come out of the AFC, you'll probably get four or five different answers. Baltimore would certainly be one of those answers. Now, Baltimore is going to have to get by a pesky Pittsburgh team that gets four and a half points at home. So the game's in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh gets four and a half. That means we got a home dog. What's up, home dog? And that game coming up Sunday at 325, an interdivisional matchup. Here's the top five in the updated power rankings. I'm Cook, your book. Number five, the aforementioned New England Patriots, who are eight and four. If they win this game, that means they're going to win the division. If they win the division, there's a chance that they end up with the best record in the AFC. If they win the best record in the AFC and have that five and home field throughout, in the words of Clifford the Big Red Dog, row. oh wait, that was Scooby-Doo. Well, it was a dog. New England, 8-4, number five. Number four. And the highest-ranked team in the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're such a homer, Sean. No, I'm just right. Although, as I talk out of both sides of my mouth, I'm not convinced all because that they've won their last four games. None of them have been that convincing of wins. None of them have been winning a great football team. But that's kind of what it's going to look like the rest of the schedule. If you take a peek at it, I think there's a chance the Chiefs end up winning out back-to-back-to-back division games, starting with the Denver Broncos coming up on Sunday night football. This Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. At number three, Tampa Bay. Tampa's 8-3. and three. And Tom Brady's going to end up probably winning the MVP. I'll get you the update MVP on the other side. Tampa's an 11-point favorite on the road against the Atlanta Falcons over under in that game is 50 and a half. At number two, number two, the Green Bay Packers. When I looked on Fox Sports and ESPN.com and Yahoo and all the power rankings, everybody has Green Bay at the top. Look, Green Bay is good. But again, I don't think the Green Bay is your typical number one team, which is why I put theirs on the Cardinals still at number one. They're nine and two. Now, a lot could change there. It's Cliff Kingsbury and the conversation keeps going to Oklahoma because even though he said that he's not going to be winning costumes or anything like that, let's see what Oklahoma offers because I'm not sure if you saw what Oklahoma's old coach Lincoln Riley got to go to USC. Not only did he get the $100 million contract, they bought his house in Norman. USC did. Bought his house for him in Norman. Didn't have to do that. Bought him a $7 million crib hills of, San Francisco, of Los Angeles. And then they gave him access to their private jet 24-7, his entire family, for the length of his contract. So if Oklahoma was to come and say, hey, would this interest you? I think the answer might just be, yeah, from Cliff Kingsbury to go back to college. But they can cross that bridge when they get there. Julio Sanchez spinning the wheels. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. I was talking about those MVP odds. Coming up next, I'll give you the updated MVP odds. How big of a favorite Tom Brady is, and how far behind him is Patrick Mahomes. And we'll do a little better to forget it right here on Cook Your Bookie 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Cook Your Bookie with Sean Levine, Thursday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Julio Sanchez spinning the wheels. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. We're taking you up until 
9 o'clock. Don't forget, before we get out of here, coming up 10, 15 minutes from now, I'll get you Levine's locks. Those are the bits that I feel best about. So listen when I'm talking now. Coming up in about 10, 15 minutes, turn your radio way up. And if you're going to make some bets, those are the ones that I feel the very best about. Right now, let's do a little bit of NFL bet it or forget it. Julio, give me some beats if you got it. Let's start with the sliding Dallas Cowboys. It's funny because Dallas is a really good football team as long as they're not playing the AFC West. I mean, when they play the AFC West, they go out there and get an old-fashioned hash and, you know, they get their butt whipped is what I'm trying to tell you. Dallas is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. They're not playing an AFC West opponent. In fact, they're playing New Orleans. I think Dallas wins this game by two touchdowns because they need to get right. Not only do they need to win this game in the standings, not only do they need to win this game in the feelings, but they need to win this game by a lot of points. I think they're going to win this game by a couple of touchdowns. Speaking of a lot of points, Arizona's a seven-and-a-half-point favorite at Chicago. Chicago can't score. And last time I checked, you know it's a really important part of most sports scoring, and they can't do it. And you know who can? The Arizona Cardinals. Seven-and-a-half-point favorite. It's not big enough. Arizona wins that game. By double digits, easy. Take the road dogs in that one. So I like the road dogs from the AFC East in our first two matchups. Dallas, a six-and-a-half-point road dog at New Orleans. Arizona, a six-and-a-half-point road dog at Chicago. Speaking of road dogs, Indy, a 10-point underdog on the road at Houston. Look, Houston's one of those teams that, yeah, they're going to lose, but they're also going to put up a fight, not in this game. Indy's feeling good about themselves, even though they're coming off a difficult loss. I think Indy goes out there and wins this game by at least 10 points. Let's make it more like 17 points, and you're pretty comfortable with your bet. Going back to the AFC West in the division, the Los Angeles Chargers, in a game that essentially I think they need. They got off the gates hot. The Chiefs were slumping a little bit. In the head-to-head matchup, the Chargers won. People were talking about Justin Herbert. Not as many people were talking about Patrick Mahomes. But it just kind of feels like that was then, this is now. And that feels like it was a long time ago at this point. The Chargers are a completely different team. They're getting three points on the road at Cincinnati. Same points that I just made. Same same thing about the Bengals. The Bengals got off to a red-hot start. Struggled there just a little bit. That division is just so difficult to play. I mean, if you're going to play a division game, again, at the very bottom, it would be a matchup of Pittsburgh versus Cleveland. You know it's a hell of a good division. We're talking about a matchup that's Los Angeles Chargers getting three points at Cincinnati. I'll take the points with the Chargers. I don't feel great about it. I can see this game coming down to the end. I think it's going to be relatively low scoring. Something like a 21-20 Bengals win. But if you get three points with the Chargers, what do they say? When is a loss a win? When it's a cover. Minnesota giving up seven and a half points at Detroit. Remember how I was saying that Houston's a bad football team. They're going to lose, but they're going to make it close. Detroit's a bad football team, and they're probably not going to make it close. Minnesota, on the other hand, is weird. Because up until losing to San Francisco, every one of their losses had come by single digits before last week. And I don't even remember the way that one ended. It may have ended up being an eight-point game. I think Minnesota did end up scoring a late touchdown. Either way, they're seven-and-a-half-point favorites on the road at Detroit. I think Minnesota in the interdivisional matchup absolutely rolls. The Lions. The Giants get four at Miami. Miami's one of the hottest teams in football right now. The same way the Chiefs have been on a four-game winning streak, so have the Dolphins. Now, Hootie did say the Dolphins make him cry. They're not going to make you cry if you lay the four coming up on Sunday against the New York Giants. Like the Giants, what's the word I'm looking for? They suck like a Hoover vacuum. They're on the road against one of the hotter teams in football. Miami wins that game by 10. Philly, speaking of New York football teams, Philly is in New York. Well, 
technically, I believe, in New Jersey. No, no, not the stadium might be in New York. Philly, on the road at the New York Jets, Philly giving up seven in this game. I don't think Philly's that good, but Philly does win quite a few games. Trying to get back to 500, Jalen Hurts trying to become the full-time starting quarterback for that team, and they're giving up seven. If they don't win this type of a game, then they don't get back to 500. The Jalen Hurts, the conversation continues, is he the guy? Which is why I think they get it done. It's close to Philly wins this one by eight. Maybe nine. Tampa laying 11 against Atlanta on the road. That one has Tampa blowout written all over it. It feels like Tampa gets in these type of games where the first half's close, and then you look up at the end of the game. This is in their wins, and it ends up being a pretty substantial differential. This is going to be one of those games. Maybe at the end of the first half, it's a 14-10 type thing, and then you look up at the end, and it's a 42-10 type thing. Tampa's going to win that game by more than 11. Jacksonville getting 13 at the Rams. This one I love. I'll give you a little hint. Foreshadowing is what Miss Kessler, my seventh grade teacher, used to call it. This is not going to be an official Levine's lock, but I love it. Jacksonville plus 13 at the Rams. The Rams, what we call a good, a bad good team. There's good bad teams, too, right? We know those exist. We've seen some good bad cheese teams, historically. They go out there and go 6-10, and 10 and you're like, yeah, they were better than that. I'm not suggesting that the Rams, I'm, not, I'm sorry, I'm not suggesting that the Jacksonville Jaguars are a bad, good team, because I don't think they are. I think the Rams are the team that, no question, that's not a horrible football team. Nobody's going to say that. They're incredibly talented. They're well-coached. Hell, their coach is in a Chunky Sioux commercial. But they're just so up and down. They're so inconsistent. I'll always take 13 points. I don't care if it's my nephew's peewee team against the Rams. Jacksonville gets 13. They'll lose the game, but they'll cover easy. The Washington football team gets two points on the road at the Raiders. This one's kind of confusing because the Raiders are coming off a good win. The Washington football team doesn't win a lot. The Raiders have a lot to play for. The Washington football team doesn't, and the game's in Vegas. You're telling me that I don't have to give up two with the Raiders? Sure. Baltimore giving up four and a half at the aforementioned Pittsburgh Steelers. This one's tricky because everything tells me that this is going to be a Baltimore blowout. But every time I bet on Baltimore to blow out teams, they lose, flat-out lose, play Pittsburgh on the money line at plus 155. And if they win that game, then it completely shakes up that division even more so than it already is. Kind of like one of those snow globes that your mama probably just put out. San Francisco giving up three and a half points at Seattle. You know what I think about this game? I don't because it sucks. But go ahead and lay the points with San Francisco. It's just not Seattle's here. Moving on to the MVP conversation, where at the beginning of the year, no surprise who was the favorite, Patrick Mahomes. But then if you wanted to get to guys like Tom Brady, you worked your way down a little bit further than you would expect. You had to get your way through the Josh Allens and the Kyler Murrays and a couple of names, the, the Baker Mayfield at the beginning of the year and guys like that. Well, don't look now. But Patrick Mahomes, while not the favorite to win the MVP and still behind a couple of guys that, we, that I just mentioned, the odds a month ago, were 50 to 1. The odds three weeks ago were 35 to 1. The odds two weeks ago were 20 to 1. The odds last week for Patrick Mahomes were 15 to 1. And we take a look right now at the official MVP odds for Patrick Mahomes. Drum roll, please. 9 to 1. Told you. 
I said that a month ago. Get him where you fit in. Put down a few bucks on it. You'll have a little bit of fun because there's an outside chance, and there is. Here's your favorite. Tom Brady at 2-1. to one. Josh Allen. Vegas loves them some Josh Allen at 5-1. to one. I don't see it happening. Aaron Rodgers, reigning MVP at 6-1. to one. The aforementioned Patrick Mahomes at 9-1, to one, followed by Kyler Murray at 10-1. to one. Everybody else is pretty much a long shot. Jonathan Taylor at 20-1, to one, the only non-quarterback that really has any sort of a chance, but I don't see it happening. Speaking of a chance, on the other side, you got a good chance to win yourself some money. It's turning your radio up. Turn your earphones up if you have to. Stop the car. Pull over. This is the important stuff. It's Levine's Locks, the games that I feel best about. And then we get out of here. That's Julio Sanchez and Sports Machine, Sean Levine, cooking your bookie right here on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Cook Your Bookie with Sean Levine. Thursday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. all of the world right now on the Odyssey app with Julio Sanchez spinning the wheels across the glass. I am yours truly, the sports machine, Sean Levine. We'll get you Levine's locks here coming up in just a couple of minutes. If you missed earlier in the show, the power rankings, I had the Rams at 10, I had Tennessee at 9, I got the Bengals at 8, I got Buffalo at 7, I think Baltimore's at 6. Here's my top five best teams in the NFL right now. Number five, New England. Right in the rearview mirror, number four. Your Kansas City Chiefs. Number three, the reigning champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number four, not Tampa Bay, but Green Bay. And number one, the Arizona Cardinals. But I do think there's a chance that Cliff Kingsbury and the conversation might get a little hot and heavy the next couple of weeks if Oklahoma's still looking for a coach and put out a big-time offer. Not that he's not making a lot of money with the Arizona Cardinals, but it just feels like he's maybe – more of a college guy. You know, his team's gotten off to a really good start this year. His overall NFL record has not been great. Now, you can certainly say the same thing about his college record. For whatever reason, Cliff Kingsbury has always been an incredibly hot commodity for a guy that has a losing record at every single level that he's ever coached. But he is good-looking. He looks really good in those Ray-Bans. And he's off to a really good 9-2 and two start. I've got them at number one. Speaking of college football, what a weird time with all these coaches going places. I actually think that there's a chance that there's another NFL coach that goes back to college, and that's Urban Meyer with a Notre Dame job. Urban Meyer in Jacksonville has not been a great marriage so far. Not only are they not winning a lot of games, Trevor Lawrence hasn't really advanced, but also he's had a couple of situations already down there, his team with his coaching staff. I could see him going back to college. A Notre Dame guy always kind of hinted that he would like to take that job, and while the job is open, I would not be completely shocked if he ended up taking it if Brian Kelly goes to LSU because he got the bag to go to LSU. And then, of course, like we were talking about, the Oklahoma job is open. It's going to be interesting to see who ends up there, if it's a guy like the Cliff Kingsbury. Or how about this name, Bob Stoops? You ever heard of him? What's he been doing the last couple of years? I think he's like the athletic director, some sort of figurehead still out there in Norman. It would be pretty cool if the old was new. Again, speaking of college football, Julio, fire me up some beats. It is now time for Levine's Locks. If you're trying to make yourself some coin, add to that little piggy bank you got up there on your shelf. Go ahead and lay the points with number five, Oklahoma State. They're giving up five and a half against Baylor in the Big 12 championship game. Look, if Baylor wins and the Big 12 is left out in the cold once again in the college football playoff. If Oklahoma State wins, 
that according to the numbers, somebody's on the internet, so it must be right. They've got a 43% chance with a win ending up in the college football playoff because, of course, the next game, Alabama and Georgia. For the first time in the last 77 games, Alabama is an underdog. That's right, an underdog at kickoff for the Georgia Dogs. Georgia is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. The only reason that I don't think Georgia's going to necessarily run away with this game is because they don't have to. But Georgia's not really playing for much of anything. If Georgia goes out there and gets destroyed, well, this is still going to be one of the top four teams. And if Alabama goes out there and gets destroyed, then Alabama's going to be playing some full game that they're not used to be playing in. So Alabama's got a lot more on the line. I think I would take the six and a half with them. I hope the game comes down to a field goal. Cincinnati. I've been riding them all year. Not only are they winning, but they're covering. Ten and a half point favorites against Houston. I think this game's going to be relatively close to the line. I think it's probably going to be like an 11, 12 point game. But if it is, that means giving up the 10.5 points with Cincinnati was a good bet. Now, Houston's a tricky team because they're good on both sides of the ball. Sometimes they put up 70 points, sometimes they only give up seven. Cincinnati, on the other hand, can really score the football. I think if Cincinnati's going to end up putting up too many points in this game, lay the 10.5 with number four, and Cincinnati's going to move on to the college football playoff. Michigan, number two, the Wolverines against an Iowa team in the Big Ten Championship. But earlier this year, do you guys remember when Iowa was the number two team in the country when they were playing Penn State? Yeah, that ended up being a little bit of a mirage, a facade, a fraud, if you will. Michigan rolls in this game, wins by 21. They're up by 11 at halftime. And advances on to their first college football playoffs. And then, of course, on Saturday night, i got to give it to you, Julio, in the UFC, live from the Apex in Las Vegas. It's a very underrated Rob Font taking on Jose Aldo. Aldo gets knocked out in the second by Rob Font, and Rob Font becomes the number one contender. If you're wondering, why would you end a show talking all about football with UFC? Well, first of all, do you not know me? And second of all, you know what? It's a betting show, and coming up on the BetQL Network, one week from the Saturday night, that's right, Julio, they gave me my own show. Well, me and Brendan Tobin from Miami. But we're going to talk fight. We'll talk MMA. We'll talk UFC. We'll talk Bellator. We'll talk boxing. We'll talk it. If they're fighting, we're talking. It's called Tapped Out. With me, the sports machine, Sean McVee. You can catch on the BetQL Network. Download the BetQL app. Or just go online to BetQL.com. You can also find us on Twitch all over the place. And you can actually see me. So, I don't know why you want to do that, but it's not just a audio thing. It's a visual thing on the app so you can actually see me. But now you're done hearing me. That's it. We cooked your bookie. Thank you. Definitely detected it in. Thank you to Julio Sanchez. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. I'll talk to you next week right here on 610 Sports Radio. Good night. With Sean Levine, Thursday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.